Hey friends, welcome to Living the KG Life, a pixie dust filled podcast. Today we have Brianna with us who's going to talk all about the magic of running Disney at a run Disney race weekend. So stick around, it's going to be great. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have Brianna with us. So Brianna, why don't you kick it off and give us an intro. Tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Brianna. I live in Pembroke Pines, Florida, which is about three and a half hours away from Disney. And I'm 29 years old, even though I look like I'm 13. I am married for about eight years now with an eight boy. I've been a type one diabetic for 21 years. The reason why I love Run Disney is actually because, and the way I whole got into it and a part of me, and now it's basically all of me, is because of my health. And I got into it just because of my health. I needed to find something to lose weight. I needed to find something economical. And I found running and then I discovered Run Disney and the, the rest is history. <laughs> I love it. So, and you also not only love run Disney, but you love Disney. It seems like you go fairly often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, we will be there every month. We're that fortunate that we're able to just hop in a car, drive three and a half hours and be there at the parks already. It's literally like all highway. Like I grew up with going to Disney. My mom being a single mom always had like my aunt take me or like my cousins and I would go like at least three times a year Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger. So I found that obsession early on. And then as an adult, it just got out of hand. (laughs) It went down the rabbit hole. Like ever since I was 19, I've been going every month. Wow. It's pretty bad. And then when I had my son, Uh, And I got into Run Disney. I actually was working and a patient had a Run Disney like race shirt on. And I was like, Disney, Run Disney. I've never heard of that. This was back in 2013, 14. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did the marathon. And we were there talking for like a good 10 minutes. And I was still working. (laughs) And the people like, you need to do it. Like, this changed my life. And I was like, wow, I'm going to look it up. So I went on the uh, race website, rundisney.com. I looked at the Jeff Galloway pro like running program and it all like skyrocketed through there. My husband and I signed up with me to do my first half marathon, which was wine and dine 2015. Oh, so that was a while ago. (laughs) That was a, and that's the last night race that actually happened. Wow. And it was short because of thunder and and like a whole bunch of weather conditions were happening. They like held us at ESPN and we actually ran, I think it was about seven miles total. We ran through Oz. Oh my God, I could go on and on. But anyways, that's where my run Disney obsession really got out of hand. I then signed up for marathon weekend 10K in 16 and then princess. And I went to Disneyland and I did the last Avengers in 17 so I can get my Coast to Coast medal. Oh, amazing. Which, that was bucket list. That was phenomenal. Now next is Castle to Chateau. But <sighs> any, 
that's where it starts. And I just want to keep going. My husband, on the other hand, he literally has ran about two to three races and he's like, you can run them. I'll, I'll screw <laughs> you on. He's like, I'm good. I don't want to do it again. You're crazy. The fact that I'm doing dopey, he's like, you're not going to make it. He's like, prove Oh, you're going to crush he's it. Like, I can't wait to I'm- talk about dopey a little bit later. You're going to crush it. He's like, you're not going to make it. I'm like, well, you don't have faith in me, do you? Okay. It's all right. I'll prove you wrong. But he's kind of, he likes to test me because he knows I like to prove him wrong. I love it. So I know you said that you kind of started in 2015 and then it spiraled from there. What, if you had to pick one thing that made the spiral happen, that like made you fall in love with Run Disney and the race weekends, what do you think it was? I'm probably going to cry over this. Um, we've, already amount- had, we've already had tears on the episode, so you can let it all out. Yeah, the amount, the feeling when you start race morning there's no better feeling when those fireworks go off and your corral is let go to start there. I literally get goosebumps. Yeah. There's no better feeling. And I miss that feeling. It's been a year and a half. The amount of organization that run Disney has everything from expo to race packet to bibs to the amount of effort that goes in to their race weekends, their medals are just to die for. Stunning. I, Yet to date, found a medal that compares to Run Disney. Like, I love every single one of my medals. They each carry so much of a memory. And just the whole entire weekend, they bring it to a T of perfect. They they know how to run a race. They have your medical tents. They give you your snack boxes. They make sure there's a medical tent every couple of miles, a water stop every mile and a half around there. The amount of medical attention that you get, there's always anything you need at any stop. It's impeccable. I just, I'm just everything about Run Disney. I have not found one flaw. I really haven't. And people have asked me, how do you spend so much money on these races? Like, these races are not cheap. Like, how do you afford? And I literally have made it my life to afford them. I literally have said, I don't feel like going out to eat tonight and spending a hundred dollars when I can spend that a hundred dollars on my bib or that towards my hotel weekend or merchandise. I prefer to spend my money on things that I'm passionate about, not just like whatever about. And we tend to save the money just for that because the amount of complete satisfaction and complete, it just warms my heart just to be there. Everything about Run Disney from beginning, even waking up at two o'clock in the morning, (laughs) even the race buses, like everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. They just know how to run stuff. And you've done other races too. Like you've done races in other places. So how would you compare Run Disney to the other races that you've done? Honestly, there's no comparison. I recently just did Colorado, the uh, mountain races, the mm-hmm. vacation, sorry. And we did, uh, my, my best friend Maggie and I, we did the Rocky Mountain 5K and half marathon. And then when you do both, it's the elk challenge. So of course, you know, I ha- we have to go for a challenge. Yeah. 
So we did both the expo. I guess it's a little bit different because of COVID. There were just like little tents outside. You know, there's not really music playing. There's not people there hyping you up. There's not people there, like different vendors letting you try stuff like the go-go squeeze applesauce. Like you can grab whatever you want. There's not a lot of vendors. The race start is very small and minimal. You don't get the fireworks at 4.30 in the morning or 5 a.m. You don't get those race announcers. Like I absolutely love run Disney race announcers. They wake you up like for real. The medals. Again, there's nothing like Run Disney Meadows. They are heavy. They are detailed. If you find a flaw with them, which a lot of people don't know, and Maggie actually showed me this, the metal, if they're like chipped or if the paint is off, you can actually switch them out. Really? Right before finish. Like, look at your metal when you get it and say, oh, it's got a little nick in it. You know, like, I just got this. It's not like I've had it for months. And you can literally go up to them and be like, um, this is kind of, oh yeah, here, sure. This is a perfect one. What do you think? Wow. And she, I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I was like, oh, you get what you get and you don't get upset kind of thing. <laughs> and she showed me like, yeah, they don't mind switching it out for you. And I, I was like, wow, that's really nice. Uh, now I know, especially for a marathon. You you want to make sure your metal is beautiful, right? Or your or your first of any of any kind. Like you said, you you hold those so close to you with your memories and like what it means and your accomplishment. You want that to be as perfect as you can. Yeah. So, how many races do you usually do in the like run Disney season? Do you usually do all four? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I I have to do all four. Um, FOMO is real. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now when you do all the weekends, do you do all the races every weekend? Oh, I have a fun fact for you. I'm ready. I've never done a 5K at Disney. Really? Never. Now for Wine and Dine in three weeks, I will be doing my first 5K and with my son. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> now he's been training with you, right? From what I've seen on, on your Instagram story. Yeah. He is doing amazing he I mean this kid surprised me the other day I I didn't realize how far of a distance it was from my house to my mom's house and it was like four miles and I thought it was like two miles I didn't think you know because we're runners and we're like oh we can do that oh our GPS is 12 miles left we run that I put the poor kid through four miles (laughs) so he's gonna crush the 5k he'll feel great oh yeah he was at mile three and a half. He was like, I feel good, mommy. Come on, keep up with me. And I'm like, well, you could do a 5K with no problem. Yeah, you, you better be careful. He's going to be trying to sign up for all of them with you. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, okay, well, we're probably going to be on to a 10K pretty soon. All right. Oh, but going back to your question, I'm sorry. Um, I typically always do the challenges. Okay. So for people that haven't done a run Disney race, explain what the challenge is or any of the challenges are. Definitely. Okay. So um, I'll start with marathon weekend in January. Marathon weekend, you have the option of doing four different distances. And this is the only race weekend that you get to do a full marathon out of the four. So, and it 
always starts a day before all the other races start. So instead of starting on a Thursday, it's going to start on a Wednesday. There are two challenges you can do. I'm going to explain. The first one is Goofy, which I did in 2020. That is a half marathon on Saturday, which is 13.1 miles, followed by a full marathon on Sunday, which is 26.2 miles. So crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) And with no training. I don't know how I did that. You did it with no training? No training. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm stressed just thinking about that. Yeah, that was bad. But, okay. Dopey is the 5K starting on Thursday, 10K on Friday, Saturday half marathon, and Sunday full marathon. 5K, so it's going to start 3.1 miles, 6.2 miles, 13.1 miles, and 26.2. So in a span of four days, you are doing 48.6 miles, which this will be, 2022 will be my first time doing Dopey. So exciting. Ultimate challenge. So you could do individual races um, any weekend, or you can do a challenge like go goofy or dopey, 39.3 miles or the 48.6 miles. And then Princess is in February. Princess starts on a Thursday. So the 5K starts on Friday. 10K starts on Saturday and half marathon on Sunday. And Princess to me is very popular. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more popular than marathon weekend. I don't know why I think that. I think it's more congested whenever I run Princess. I don't know if you feel the same way. I've actually only done Princess in person. Okay. All the rest of them I've done virtual. Okay. You are going to see a big difference. You're going to be like, wow, there's not that many people here. Really? Even though there's thousands of people. But for whatever reason, I don't know why. I personally feel like Princess is like the most girliest and the most sparkly so all the girls want to run it and have like a girl weekend and it's just so much fun though star wars which rest of me star wars i love you forever i am a huge star wars fan yep fleet nerd i have been running the star wars half marathon weekend since the inaugural year back in 16 oh so you have perfect right i wish it was (gasps) supposed to Perfect in 2020, and then COVID happened. Ugh. Now they changed the race weekend. So Let, um, let's take a quick detour on that. So they're retheming yeah. it. Do you have any theories, guesses on what this springtime surprise is going to be? I have a total guess that they're going to bring old races back and incorporate them. Oh, okay. Like the Tower of Terror 10 miler. There was another one that I cannot think on the back, on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it, but I want to say they're going to incorporate that plus some rides. Okay. Um, the reason I say that is because if you look at like the banner and like the artwork for that weekend, I believe Tower of Terror is on there and it's very like pastel colories. Yep. So I want to say that they're going to do something like that. That's my okay. guess. No idea. But that's my guess. I think that's a great guess. Because I I feel like they could also do something if they do either like the parks or the rides mix in the 50th anniversary too and kind of have it all old, new, like classic, historical celebration type vibes. I think they're going to do. They're going to do like the rides with the 50th. I think they're going to do that. And the fact that they said that they're going to change it every year 
keeps me so motivated. Yeah. <laughs> because like Star Wars, I love Star Wars, but it was getting to be like the same kind of medals every year. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was four years. So they really didn't have anything else to really cook up yeah. and like, unless it was going to be the Mandalorian, but hopefully they come out with something like that. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everything and, was more and I hope Star- that since they said that they're going to change the theme and the distances every year, I hope that they'll have some kind of Star Wars come back like five, the 50 year anniversary of the springtime surprise or something. Cause I feel like so yeah. many Star Wars fans have been so bummed that it's gone. I cried. I cannot even tell you how much I cried. And this sounds so pathetic. I cried so much when April of 2020 hit and they said, we're, we're turning this to virtual, we're canceling it. And then the same thing for wine and dine. Like I was signed up for all those races. I was like, okay, ready. It's outside. I got my vaccine, like early January, I got my first dose. I was like ready to go. And then they announced everything was going to be virtual again. And, you know, you have to go with the times, of course, you have to understand. It's something that I understood, but of course, I'm going to be absolutely devastated from it. And it was just hard dealing with the word virtual. It's like nails on a chalkboard right now. Yeah. And the fact that Wine and Dine is actually happening in three weeks blows my mind. So- since we've covered so far January, February, and the April races, let's talk yeah. about Wine and Dine. I can't believe it's three weeks away. I'm actually doing some of them virtual again this year. Princess will be my first race back in person. My God. So I'm really excited about that. But tell me all about what you're excited about for Wine and Dine this year. I'm excited to see what the races are going to look like mm-hmm. now after COVID. I'm excited to be with a whole bunch of friends that – you know, not really like we know each other, but a whole bunch of people that actually have the same passion like you, either if they're running their first race or their 30th race, they all love run Disney and they wake up that early in the morning just to see those fireworks go off, just to be in a corral squished in, just to go to the expo and get the merch and just have those kind of people next to you. And run Disney people are so amazing. Yeah. They get, so much just a boost of energy. I mean, I can't tell you how many relationships, including you, yeah. that I've made just through Instagram. Like, I'm completely blown away and completely grateful for the fact that I'm able to meet people like you and just people that share the same things that we love. Disney, running, being fit, being positive, being awesome. I, I love it. And I'm so so grateful it's it's truly a community i think like no other it's crazy i mean we even i will never forget so princess 2020 was my first half marathon and we we had been chatting like through instagram and stuff and we we were on the route and i saw your daughter for running skirt and i was like oh my gosh it's brianna and i remember i was like i can't stop i'm gonna have to keep going i was like brianna i love your insta you're like thanks i love you too and like everyone just kept running and i was like that was just the greatest thing ever it was like so quick but like that's just the vibe i feel like of the races in general and everyone that runs them like everyone's just like you said happy to be there positive and like wants to support each other too the amount of support that you will get even from runners even from people on the sides that are cheering their family members on people mm-hmm. that bring 
Twizzlers and pretzels and juices and I, like I've seen it Starburst. I mean Skittles. I've seen it all. Like yep. they literally go and they're spending their own money yep. to bring you. It's like what did I deserve to get this amount of love and respect? And again, I have goosebumps. It's just the feeling you have to do it. Like I will forever say to everybody, if you like to run, even if you just do a 5k, yeah, start with the 5k, work your way up. You will get the FOMO and that FOMO will make you want to run more. Yep. Have be more fit be more on your game you'll you'll feel better all around I mean I tell everybody I tell everybody the same thing and I've gotten so many people into it and they're like I can't believe I didn't listen to you before this is amazing this is the best thing I've ever done I'm like I told you and it's (laughs) so it's so true like once you get that first one forget it (laughs) you're you're on a a constant uh, addiction, I call it. It's it's an addiction. Absolutely. And it's truly like that, um, the video clip that's been going around with like reels and stuff on Instagram, it's like, but it's an obsession that doesn't hurt anyone. So it's okay. That's, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Maybe my, our bank accounts. Yes. Yes. But like you said, but if it's it- something that you're passionate about, like I've done the same thing where I'm like, okay, I know now that pr- I'm going to run Princess, my plan at least, is to run Princess every year for as long as I'm able to. And then each year I want to try to do one additional one. So whether that's wine and dine in princess or the marathon weekend in princess or princess in the springtime surprise, like that's my goal. So now every year I'm going to budget for it and make sure that like I have my little run Disney fund so that I can make sure I can make that happen. Yes, definitely do it. I mean, I'm sorry, like I'm, I, I'm not your wallet, but like, but do it. Yeah, but do it. I'm so passionate about. And it's just when I see others enjoy it and I see others like have the time of their life and feel so accomplished that they did what they just did, like running their first half marathon. Yep. Like you in February. I mean, I, I lose my marbles. I just start. (laughs) I am so happy for you. It is a feeling that nobody can take away from you. 100%. And it is like, I did it. And nobody can take that away from me. And it's like, you feel this amount of strength in you and confidence. And it's just amazing. Yep. It like you. I'll never forget. We were at 42020. We were running, I think it was through or past the TTC. And someone had a sign. And it said, yeah. it said remember when you thought you couldn't do this? And I sobbed for a good 10 minutes after that running that race. And I was like, that's what I needed. Like someone to say, remember when you thought you couldn't do it and look at you killing it. Like I totally agree with what you said earlier. Like the, the spectators, the volunteers, like people at run Disney races are hands down some of the best that you'll see. They are even the cast members. Yeah. Remember around Epcot world showcase. Yes the different cast members coming out and wave their flag, people taking pictures with them. It is like nothing else. Yeah. I remember in Canada, they had, they kept saying, yes, you Canada. Yes, you Canada. And I was like, <laughs> this is the greatest. This is like the best day of my whole life. <laughs> oh my God. So good. So we know that the race, the day of are great. It's such a fun weekend. Let's talk a little bit about training because training is not, 
is like the not sexy, not magical part of race weekends. And you're in the middle of training for Dopey. I am. So talk to us about like, what is your training plan? How does it work? Especially how do you train when you have wine and dine and then Dopey coming up a couple months after that and you're a type one diabetic. So how does all of that come to play to make sure you have a successful training plan? It's so much fun. <laughs> I was. I love that you said it's fun first. It is so much fun. The way that I pace myself out and I don't let the amount of stress get to me that, oh my God, I won't be able to finish. I'm not capable. And putting all these negative thoughts into my head, I completely erase them. And I start with that because we have life and we work and we have kids and we have a family and we have a house and we have dogs, just the whole diabetes. So the way that I do it is at first, when I first started running, I followed Jeff Galloway. Mm -hmm. His training program for beginners are absolutely impeccably perfect. I mean, he over prepares you, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love his beginner programs for whatever weekend. And I've done them in the past. And he, with the magic mile and running realistically on weekends, not a lot of us work. So on the weekends, you do your longer mileage. So that's how I first started training for Run Disney back in like 2014. Now I know what I'm capable of. I yep. know my body hits that wall. I know where and how to strike and how to position my body, make sure I'm not hunched over. Which is sure so that hard to do. It's so hard. And I still to this day have to remember, oh, I'm slouching. Oh, okay. Go, go up my posture, my back, because if not, you'll feel it the next day and you can injure yourself. Yep. So I have to remember all those things. Plus shoes are so important. I make sure that my shoes are not totally worn out because if not, I'm going to hurt my back and I don't want to do that. But the way that I'm doing it now is that I'm cross training. I never cross trained before. Oh, so that's um, new. That's new. And I've noticed it gives me more of a strength when I run and more, I can easily just move my legs and kind of glide versus feeling a little pain in my quad and then feeling another little pain in my calf, and then my Achilles, and then my ankle, and I would always feel that. But now that I have, and I'll show you, my Peloton, I absolutely notice that I am a stronger runner. Amazing. What I mean by that, I love it. It's, and it's literally like, take a 20-minute class, you sweat like a dog, you're done, shower, go to sleep. Yep. And you ride, and you ride at like all hours. I don't know how you do ride so late. I have to do it like in the morning or like if it's seven thirty at the latest, and then I am toast. But you're posting that you're riding at like ten o'clock at night. I'm like, what? What are you doing a, over there on a weekday? I know it's like you, you're so dedicated. Like you will make sure you get in whatever ride you need to. That's huge. That's the sacrifice part of running. And of training and yep. getting your body ready and saying, man, it's 10 o'clock at night. I just did laundry. I just cooked. I just cleaned the kitchen. I did X, Y, Z as a wife, a mom, a diabetic with my two dogs. I need to take time for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to close my eyes, but nope, I need to drink, keep drinking my water. And I need to hop on that bike. 
I'm going to think about something else I have to do while I get ready and while I get into my shorts and while I get ready, put on my, my socks. And by the time I know it, I'm already starting a class. Love that. Everything is about if you overthink it, you're not going to do it. So the key and the tricks that I always have to trick myself because I become my own worst enemy. And I'm like, oh, tonight after work, I have to go home and I have to ride my bike and I'm going to do that live class. The live class comes and goes and it's 930 at night and my live class is at 730 with Cody and I wasn't able to do it. And then I get let down and I'm like, dang, you know, I had so much to do, but I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm going to go do one of my bookmark classes and I'm going to look for a Disney ride. Or I'm going to do something that challenges me, maybe like a climb ride, something that makes me feel better than what I feel now. Yep. So while I'm thinking all those thoughts, I'm getting ready. Meanwhile, everybody's asleep in my house. My husband's snoring. My son is snoring. The two dogs are in bed, passed out. And I'm like, it's time to ride. And you're ready to go get and it done with Cody. And yeah. And I don't make excuses anymore. Now with the house, uh, with the new house, I had a lot going on. I didn't even have my bike for the longest time, like two weeks. And I said, man, I really wish I had my bike. I really wish I had my bike. So I would run around the neighborhood, our new neighborhood, like a mile and a half. And I would say, okay, I did something. The key is to always keep moving and always do something. So now recently, I will do three to four times a week where I will do Monday, I'll do a bike ride. Wednesday, I'll do a run outside with my son, like two and a half miles, three. And then Friday, I'll do another bike ride. And the way that I do it is he's doing his homework here at the computer and I'm doing my bike ride. Oh, there you go. So you can like do it together, still be there to help and still get it done. As a mom, super busy person that wants to train correctly, that's the way I, I can get it done. And everybody's different. Yep. Everybody, you know, some people have three kids and I don't know how they do it. Some people have all the time on their hands and they're like, yeah, I can do it. You know, fine. Everybody's different. So you just have to find your own groove. And that's the hardest thing. And I'm not perfect. I don't stick with a training plan like, oh, every Saturday I have to run so-and-so amount of miles. I don't follow Jeff Galloway anymore just because I know my limits and I know, okay, Mile nine, my back starts acting up. Mile 14, the bottom of my feet feel raw. Mile 19, I can't think anymore. (laughs) Mile 26, I'm screaming and I'm happy and I want a beer and I want chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a perfect end to a marathon. Oh, yeah, definitely. I absolutely love the amount of mental strength that you have to put in running. Um, I feel like running is all mental. And a lot of the times I have to put in a lot of my mental on race weekends, just because I like to do it all. You're going to think I'm nuts, but I'm the type of person that will stay for the fireworks at magic kingdom. When I have a half marathon the next morning, Oh my gosh, get on the bus and be at the hotel at like 11 shower put my son to sleep, give him something to eat. So by the time I'm actually putting my head on the pillow, it's like midnight. And then you're and up then like be- two, three hours later to get on the bus. 
yep. And I wake up like I'm done, but I slap myself in the face, pour some water on my face and keep going. And I'm all weekend. I'm on adrenaline. Yeah. Like, cause I want to make my son happy. I want to be able to enjoy the parks, even though I go every month, but I want to make those memories and say, we did so much this weekend. We had an absolute blast and I don't want to make it just about me. And this is my race weekend. And this is only about me. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, oh, and every weekend, my son in the past has ran the kids race. So I will literally do the 10K and then run to the hotel, change him, shower myself, and then go take him to the kids race. That's crazy. And they're not doing the kids races anymore, right? They're not. And, and is that for so- all of the weekends? They're not doing them like across the board? I want to say, yeah, they're not wow. doing them. I mean, I, I understand why. It's just sad. Yeah. Because he every single one. I mean, he has his own little metal rack. But now I feel like in a way it's good for us because now he gets to go on to bigger and better things like mm-hmm. doing five days and testing the limits, seeing what he likes. And he's not just stuck on like the kids races. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. That's so great. And I, I love what you said too about just being really self-aware of how you feel, whether it's by mile, how you're feeling throughout your training, throughout the race weekend, and like really being in tune with your body and how you feel. Yes. Is there anything specific? Because I know you share a lot about this on your Instagram about being a type one diabetic. Are there certain things that you need to make sure that you're thinking about and preparing for during your race weekends? Absolutely. I will tell you when I'm training and I'm about to do like a long distance, say like 10 or more miles, I have to make sure that I'm running with either shorts with pockets or that I'm running with my flip belt. Um, I tend to run with my flip belt a lot more because I get to stuff what is most important. So whatever I carry with me on long runs is a bag of Skittles and everybody that runs this, (laughs) a bag of Skittles. I have to have my bag of Skittles just because Skittles are, you know, a pack is 54 carbs. And when I tend to run, you know, your blood sugar goes down because of the exercise. So a pack of Skittles has about 54 carbs in it. So I will pop maybe like three or four in my, in my mouth, uh, when I'm already hitting like mile four and I'm already kind of preparing myself. Another thing that I do on training runs that I bring with me is my insulin pen. Mm-hmm. It literally looks, I have it downstairs, but it literally looks like this is a perfect pen. It literally looks like this. And I take the little top off and the insulin is already pre in there and I just switch it up and I inject myself and I'll still be kind of fast walking at the time that I'm injecting myself. During Run Disney, I stop during the Run Disney races. I stop at every single water stop because I have to stay hydrated. With diabetics, you absolutely cannot be dehydrated or you will go into DKA, which is uh, short for diabetic ketoacidosis. And as soon as you hit that you are dehydrated or that your blood sugar is too high for a long period of time, what ketoacidosis is like a poison. And if that poison is in your urine and goes to your blood, you go bye-bye. Oh my gosh. That's serious, that quick. Unfortunately, during my teenage years, I was a bit of an ignorant person and, you know, you're young and you're rebellious when you're a teenager. So yeah. I've actually been to ICU multiple times because that 
poison got into my blood from my urine. And I've had, yeah, it's pretty scary. You feel like you can't move. You can't lift a finger. You're so exhausted. And I've had two IVs in me at the same time. Your potassium low, your sodium goes low. You're just a mess. It's just bad. And knock on wood. Yep. Knock on all the wood. Yeah. I haven't been in the hospital in nine years. We're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep it that way. I used to be in and out of the hospital for not taking care of myself. It was my fault. Every time I would go to Disney, I would end up in the hospital because I wouldn't drink enough water and I would just be drinking soda the whole time. Another tip that I never do really quick for a race weekend, and I'm going to go kind of sidetrack. I don't drink any soda or juice whatsoever before a race or during a race weekend. Oh, okay. Never. I will have like a sip of coffee. Uh, I won't have a whole thing until I'm done with the half marathon. I might have like, if anything, one glass of alcohol, but I try to avoid it at all costs. So you just go straight water. Straight, well, water or Powerade or vitamin water. Things that have electrolytes in them. My new favorite drink is body armor. <gasps> Love body armor. Love it. And they have a light one now that's about 14 carbs for a whole bottle. Must have. But definitely when I run, I have to have my Skittles and I have to have my insulin pen. Um, the reason why I have my insulin pen is kind of weird. Of course, being a diabetic, it's weird. Sometimes my sugar will not just go down from the exercise. But it'll go down and go just straight back up. Interesting. I'll have like a dip and then I'll go straight up without having anything to eat, without having any Skittles, without anything. Just because a lot of the time it's been proven in diabetics that your liver actually goes through a shock. And it's called Don's Phenomenon, where your liver spits out glucose to you because your liver is in shock because you're, you're dipping. But then your liver gives you the glucose you need, the sugar. So then you dip back up. And it's like, no, I didn't want you to do that. Why are you doing that? (laughs) My gosh, the body does wild things on its own. Before, I used to actually run in my flip out, my little checking my sugar. uh, So like my little kit that I would prick my finger with and, you know, put it in the strip. And I would have to stop on the race, you know, to the side and like tie my shoe and do that stuff. Now I can check my sugar through my phone. Oh, amazing. All I have to do is put my phone up to this. It scans it and it tells me what my sugar is on my phone with an app. Wow. It's incredible. It's life-changing and insurances don't want to cover it, but I have to have it. Yeah. (laughs) And fight with insurances, but that's, it's, this has changed the way I run, the way I train. I'm able to do more. It tells me if like I'm going up or down. It tells me if I'm steady. It's, it like it helps me predict the future better than just pricking my finger and carrying all that stuff on me. Yeah. And it allows you, like you said, to kind of like stay on top of it before it goes too low or too high. You can kind of keep an eye on it as you go. Yes. And then I will tell you that I have had a low blood sugar during a run Disney race. This actually happened to me during the full marathon, uh, Goofy 2020. I started to get low coming out of Blizzard Beach. And I realized I'm like, oh, thank God there's a medical tent right there. 
at the medical tent, they had Sprite. They had like a whole huge cooler of just sodas. And I was like, I'm a type one diabetic. My sugar's dropping. She's like, I'll be right back. She grabbed me the Sprite. She gave it to me. I stayed there for like about 15 seconds and I started walking and I felt better maybe like about three, five minutes after. But Run Disney is prepared for diabetics. If you need, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, so that's huge to know. So that like the medical tents are prepared for any of those things. So if you have any kind of condition, you can walk in and say, here's where I'm at. Here's what I need. And they're ready to help. Exactly. Because they're all RNs. They're registered nurses. So they completely know what's going on medically. If you tell them I have, you know, hypoglycemia, they're like, okay. And they know already how to act versus any other race weekend doesn't have as medical, as many medical professionals on site. They don't have those people biking next to you, making sure you're okay with the emergency kit on their back. Yeah. They don't they don't have that. And Run Disney just does it correctly. During the full marathon for 2020, there were people dropping like flies. Was that the year that it was like extremely hot? And they cut the race short. They cut it short. Literally when they were cutting it, they were like, okay, we're cutting the race right here. And it was like right behind me. And I'm like, why? And then I asked them, I'm like, why did you guys cut it short? They're like extreme weather conditions. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, we're doing this. Kind of like next to Coronado, the hotel on Disney property. I will never forget seeing a couple passing out at the same time on the grass, sidelines. And then I took like 10 more steps and I saw another couple passing out to the left-hand side of me. And I'm like, why is everybody just passing out? And it was just because it was so hot and humid. It was like 93 degrees outside. It was like record breaking for January. And I remember thinking, I cannot believe I'm still doing this. Yeah. Passing out. Well, and and to your point earlier too, that like you have to be prepared and you have to Think about what you're drinking, what you're eating that whole weekend, because in Florida, it could be really hot. It could be cold. It could be rainy. Like, you don't know what it's going to be. So you have to really be almost like at your A game because a marathon is no joke. Even running a 5K in some of those really tough conditions can be really hard too. Oh, totally. Totally. I agree with you 100%. And thank God that Run Disney, they know exactly what to do. They have those people on the bikes stopping next to the couple. They have the other guy on the bike stopping. The, another woman EMT is coming up on a bike for another person that's about to, and they're on their walkie talkies and they're making phone calls and they're, you know, calling the ambulances and they're calling my other medical professionals. And I mean, you don't get that anywhere else. It's crazy. And, and I feel like the longer, like the more it goes, the longer it goes, the better they're going to get. And especially after something like COVID, they, they're going to be prepared. Like, I feel like they, I feel like they brought wine and dine back in person because they feel like they can do it. Like Disney's the type that they're not going to do something unless they know they can and they feel prepared to do it. So I'm really excited to see. I will have the most FOMO <laughs> probably of my life this November, but I am, I can't wait to watch what all of you are sharing. Hopefully people will be streaming stuff on YouTube because I will be watching it. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. 
I can't wait. Now, are you going to be dressing oh. up at all for Wine and Dine or any of the other weekends coming up? Oh, absolutely. I have to. As I tell tell everyone how you dress, how you prepare, your whole look for Run Disney Weekends. So the look is always based off of how I feel. It's not always based off of the race weekend. For about a year and a half now, I've been running my Dotties. I love my Dottie skirts. If you don't know about my Dottie skirts. You will soon. Yeah, you will soon. <laughs> They're all my races. I love wearing them for races, even like non-Disney. I run a local, a couple of local races with them and I love them. They fit perfect. She alters them perfect. I mean, I love them. The way that I plan it, I actually plan my outfits like months ahead of time. And I love going with a specific theme. Okay. For example, like wine and dine. I know it's villains, but actually Maggie, AJ, my son and I, we're going to be Jack, Sally and Zero. <gasps> yes. Oh, wait. So is AJ going to be Zero? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you always also want to be comfortable. You yes. don't want to like over outfit just because you're at Disney and you have to be perfect. You have to be comfortable in that outfit. I will forever say this. You have to run in your race outfit before the race. Why I say that? Because what if the tag starts bothering you? Yep. And this is the first time you're wearing it and it's race day and it starts bothering you and it gives you a rash. Or what if this, you know, the trimming of the shirt bothers you or whatever part will bother you, even down to the socks. Yep. You want to make sure you test that out. And for a long period of time, if you're doing a long distance to make sure that you're not, you're, you know, you're comfortable. I've never ran in ears like this, but I'm going to this upcoming wine and dine race weekend. And that's going to be very interesting. I love it. I'm going to see, I may just run, like hold them and like run with them. See, but, those, you know, see those green tents and just pop them on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you see those green tents and you're like, okay, hi. Yeah. Wine and dine for the 5k. We're doing Jack, Sally and zero mm -hmm. for the 10k. I'm going to do Maleficent, Ooh. which is going to be fun. And then for the half marathon, rest in peace, Star Wars, Darth Vader. Ooh, that'll be and fun. Themed. I feel like I have to honor my Darth. There you go. I just feel like I had to. I was going to do a Stormtrooper again, but I was like, nah, we have to do Darth Vader. We have to do it the right way. So now do you have a Dottie for running skirt that's Darth Vader themed? So it's like the trim on the top with the bow. It's like a sequin, kind of like a sparkle skirt. And then the bottom is like satin black with the satin Ooh. black bow. And I have her adjust my skirt because I'm so short. <laughs> I have her adjusted a couple inches shorter so that it doesn't ride up in between my legs when I'm running. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's easier to run in. Versus like the longer skirts, just because I'm so short. <laughs> but I'm getting it. that black skirt and it's going to go with my Darth Vader, like black top that I have with like a cape in the back. Yes. I can't I wait. Mean, 
And now do you have your other race weekends planned or are you going to wait until you're done with wine and dine and then plan? Pretty much have them planned. Amazing. So when I'm not at Rim Disney, I'm planning my outfits. I like love this it. Is my life. <laughs> I, for Dopey, I'm most likely going to do the Fab Five because I feel like for that weekend, you definitely have to go with the theming. Mm-hmm. I might switch it up. Always, always, always for the past two marathons that I've done, I have to be mini. Love that. Good tradition to get carry through. I have to be mini, mini mouse. Yeah. I have to. Mini is my inspiration. She is an icon. She's like, yes. She's my favorite character. And she's just so sweet and cute. And I love her. Princess Weekend, I will tell you, one year I did Princess Leia. Ooh. The year died because she did, uh, the um, Carrie Fisher died uh, December. And that February for Princess, following February, I did Princess Leia. And I love like stuff like that. Typically for the half marathon, though, for Princess, I will do Jasmine just because she's a princess. So I'll do like different like tanks and then I'll do like a different sparkle skirt or like a different kind of outfit. But it's Jasmine. And then I'll have like my little headband with the little jewel that she has. Yes airbag and just like themed but at the same time you want to be comfortable so I'm not gonna wear like this big extravagant gown like I see some people do and I'm like how are you running I don't know how people run in some of those costumes I really don't I don't know (laughs) they're so impressive yeah it's like how are you not dying right now (laughs) literally right I I don't know how people do it bless them because I can't I can't do it. I have Same. to be comfortable. I have to be able to say, okay, like, you know, I'm not chafing. I'm not uncomfortable. The tag is not bothering me on my shirt. I'm, I'm good. Like my headband fits good. Everything. Like I'm very picky about that because then race weekend comes, the race is coming, you're running it and you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Worst thing ever. I did that one time. Never again. No one has time for that on race day to realize that something is not working or you don't want to like take part of your outfit off and lose it or throw it on the ground. Like you just don't want to go down that route. Exactly. And another thing, you know, it's funny that you just said take off your part of your outfit is making sure your outfit is with the weather condition. Yes. Great point. So, Oh my goodness. January is freezing cold a lot of the time. February too. But then in April, you need to wear a tank top. There is no way that you can wear a long sleeve shirt. Sure, race morning will be like what, low 70s? But then during the day, it can go up to 85, 90 when you're running the half. Yep. And that's when you're on that straight Florida highway, it feels like a thousand degrees. So it's like you and the concrete are one. Yeah. (laughs) You are (laughs) melting into the ground. Yes. You are literally, you feel the, oh, it's so bad. And then what keeps you going, I don't know about you, but what keeps me going is the characters. Yes. I actually did not stop for a single character because I was so afraid. I was like, I knew my mileage was going to be, like my timing was going to be okay, but I was so afraid I was like, I need to just like finish. 
And then yeah. in future races, I'll feel better and I'll know like when I can stop. But I was so petrified. I didn't stop for a single one on any of the 5K, the 10K, or the half, or the first 10K I did in 2019. I've never stopped oh for any God, of them. <laughs> I need to like get that out of my mind and like say like it's okay to stop and wait in a line and take a picture and keep yeah, going. <laughs> absolutely. The biggest tip I will tell people when they're doing a run Disney race is have fun. Yes. Worrying about your time. Nobody cares. Yeah. You should care. Care about finishing at least the first time that you do it. Yeah. Stop the characters. Okay. That's going to be my mission for this coming February. It's something that only a run Disney race has. Yes. No other race has characters on the course. Or even the amount of entertainment that they have with the DJs and the bands and all that kind of stuff. No other races have that. The Green Army Man. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Now, do you have a favorite character that you've gotten on the course yet? Yeah. All the characters. Oh, and they're so interactive. And like, I'm not sure what's going to happen now with COVID. Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be like more of a selfie thing where they're going to be on a stage. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of, like how they are kind of like in the parks. Yep. Or you literally could give, and of course, each character has like an attendant. So you'd be able to give them your phone and they would take a picture, but then also Disney Photo Pass would be there. So that was a lot of fun because if you didn't want to pay for the Photo Pass or have Photo Pass included, you could just have them take it on your phone, which is amazing. And every character is my favorite. I don't have just like, oh, this one character is my favorite. They will have so many different characters of variety that you've never seen before. We're talking about Pinocchio, Marie from the Aristocats, Quasimodo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame with Esmeralda. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They have all the princes and princesses on the float that they do for festival fantasy and now like the little cavalcade for the princesses they have them all out they'll have all the villains out all at once they had mushu from uh mulan now i'm getting really excited to like build in time for character stops (laughs) that's another motivation to keep training yeah because you know that you're good and that you're more in like a middle corral and if you're placed in the last corral, I totally get what you mean. Like you want to be swept up by the balloon ladies. Yep. You want time for everything. Like, you know, what if you need to go to the bathroom and you need to stop? What if you need to stretch because your calf is really tight and you can't handle it anymore or quad or, yeah. you know, so many things can happen and you want to have that time. You want to be able to enjoy it. And I feel like if you're in the front corral, which is really hard to get, like, those people are crazy. <laughs> or if you want to be like the middle to end, you have enough time to do all of that and be able to relax and enjoy the run, enjoy the race and not do it for time, but do yeah. it because you're having fun. Yeah. How long would you say the, the character lines are usually for people that like me haven't stopped before? Like, do they move pretty quickly? They move so fast. So Good. don't be intimidated by a line. That's like a, I feel like that's a pro tip right there. Yes. Never be intimidated by a line. The most that I've waited in a line is about 120 seconds. So it's about two minutes. Oh, wow. Long line. And I was by myself. And that was during 
the marathon in 2019 that I did there. And I want to say it was for Pluto and it was right outside of ESPN. And he had a line that stretched from like ESPN, like down the highway. It was long, but everybody wanted a picture with Pluto. Yeah. You will notice that the lines will get shorter as more people pass by. So like if you're towards the back and you're not worried about your time, because I hope you're not, the lines will be shorter once those people in the back start and you will get those people on the bikes, the, on the cycle saying the balloon ladies are two minutes behind you. And you'll get the warning that just hearing that stresses me out. (laughs) It stresses me out too. I almost got swept at my first star Wars house. So I learned my lesson with that. I got a really big tip of running the first 5k like as much as you can Mm -hmm. and then walk, run the rest of it. Okay. That way you're not worrying about, Oh my gosh, the balloon ladies. Cause that gives you enough leeway of not having to just kind of, you know, hear the cyclist say, or the EMT say balloon ladies are 90 seconds behind you. The balloon ladies are behind you. You are behind the balloon ladies. You will be swept. And it's like, no. <laughs> and so for people that have people that haven't run a run Disney race before, the balloon ladies are the very last people to take off from the very last corral and they keep a 16 minute pace, correct? Absolutely correct. You want to be scared of them and respect them. They're your elders because um if you ever fall behind them at a specific point, Uh, You will be swept. And what I mean by swept is you will be put on one of the Disney buses or charter buses that say party bus. If you didn't know what party bus meant, that's what it means. What those people get swept and they go on that bus. They get transferred to the finish line. Sure, they get their medal. But if they're in a challenge, they don't get their challenge medal. Oh, I didn't realize if you get swept, you still got a medal. You do get a medal. But at the back of your head, you know that you didn't finish. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's like a mental game yeah. with self. Unless, hey, you're fine with that. I, I'm personally not. I would never take a medal that I didn't finish a race distance for. I've never been swept. Praise Jesus. Thank God. Like, I literally have had the hardest time at some of the races. And I've been through it. And I've hit that wall really bad. But my mind just gets me through it. I say, if I can handle my husband, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I know it, I have another mile down. And then I start thinking, oh, what, what do I have to do? And I, everything is about playing tricks with your mind and getting the focus off of how you physically feel and, and thinking about other things like tasks that you want to accomplish, different things in your life and goals that you want to accomplish. And by the time you know it, you see the finish line and you're like, wow, that was sooner than I thought. We're already and here. You're already there. You force yourself. You did it. You're done. And you get through it. It's mine over matter I, forever. That is matter. like huge. puts like a perfect bow on, on how to think about it. It's mine over matter. Be proud of yourself. Be proud of how yeah. far you've come and know that you can do it if you prepare and you stick to whatever it is, is going to get you across that finish line. Oh, absolutely. And number, number one there that you said is prepared. Yeah. If you don't, 
there, you are nobody to finish that race. Yeah. Mentally, you can be all there and say, I'm going to force myself. But then what happens if you're not prepared, if you're not hydrated, if you didn't eat your good carbs the night before, especially a long distance race, you're going to collapse. Yeah. And you're just going to just fall. And that's not healthy at all. And you want to feel good. You want to, yeah. You want to be able to finish and, and be happy after and say, I'm at Magic Kingdom right now, but I ran a half marathon this morning and walk around, you know, the parks with, you know, your medals on and feel like a total, sorry, but badass. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the key to just believe in yourself and to be your own cheerleader and to just keep going because you can't depend on other people to be always your cheerleader and always be there for you. Like for Dopey, I will be traveling alone. Wow. Totally fine with it. I'm going to drive after a full marathon, three and a half hours. And, but there's going to be so many people on that course, like you said earlier, that are, are doing it with you. They're going to cheer you on and they're going to be right alongside you. Definitely. I think your Instagram account, Brianna Runs Disney, we'll make sure we drop it into the show notes so everyone that doesn't follow you already can. I think you do such a fantastic job at having exactly what you just described. Like that seems to be your motivation, your positivity. You love to motivate and encourage people. Where did that account come from? Like, did it come from wanting to inspire other people to run and do run Disney? Or why did you decide to start Brianna Runs Disney? I decided to start it really because I wanted to share that other people are not alone. Mm -hmm. And especially being a type one diabetic, I'm beating the odds. Yeah. And it's not for me to like really be, you know, I get constantly and I'm kind of like, I still don't get it what people mean by this. You're an inspiration. Yeah. You're like auto figure. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. I 100% (laughs) agree with those people. You absolutely are. I don't feel that way. Honestly, I don't. I honestly just want to come on here and make everybody's day better. Yep. And the way that I can reach so many people is through social media. Mm-hmm. It is giving me such an opportunity to connect with so many people. And that is my main goal for my account is to connect with so many people and to just say, you're having a bad day. So am I, but guess what? We're going to keep going. And we're not going to sit and mope on it. And we're going to get up and crush your goals and work harder and not just sit on your butt and not do anything about it. And I even share the bad days on my social media. I I don't hide anything. I, I really don't. My husband kind of is like, why do you have to put that all? Why do you have to be all over Instagram? And I'm like, but you love it. Because he always sees all my stuff and he's like, no, he's, you know, he tells me constantly, I'm proud of you, but you share so much of yourself. And I'm like, for a good reason, because Mm -hmm. somebody needs to hear it. And I think that's what people appreciate about you is that it's not always everything is perfect and everything is happy. You share some of those real things that aren't great. And you say, here's what's happening and here's how I feel, but here's what I'm going to continue to do to keep going. And I think that's the part that's so inspirational for people is that how do they figure out how those two pieces can come together? Because sometimes they feel like they can't. Yeah. 
So everything is just in my life. I've incorporated being grateful no matter what, being grateful for every single little thing I have and I have ever wanted. Because if not, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, sure. Oh, whatever. And if you're not positive, everything, your aura, if you are positive, positive things come to you. Yep. You believe happy thoughts like Peter Pan, happy thoughts and happy things will come to you. I'm not going to tell you and sit here. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm the most positive, perfect person ever. I'm not. I have my mental breakdowns and I'm like, oh my God, today is so hard. Oh my God. But then I stop and I say, okay, we're done. Yeah. So like you acknowledge the feeling, know that it's there, feel it, go through it and then say, okay, now what? Yeah. And every mom, everybody with a lot of stress, especially if you're a mom with young kids, goes through it. And there are so many people telling you the same thing. If you have a conversation with a mom, same thing. You all have the same circle of moms having the same conversation about their kids. So everybody goes through it. So if they ever feel alone, nobody is ever alone. Truly, nobody is ever alone. Just finding the right community to be supported by and that you can continue to support as well. Totally. So on the note of support, um, something that I would love to chat about before we hit our last two pieces for the episode, because uh, this okay. has been so good talking to you about all of this stuff, is you support and rep a ton of different brands. Yes. Kind of like across the board. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you collaborate with brands? How do you, is it like only run Disney specific type stuff? How does, how do your collaborations work? So I don't know how I get to do this, honestly. I am not like more so collaborated or I don't have like that company that like social media and branches you out to different brands. Like some people do Um, a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for. A lot of Instagrammers and influencers have that. I don't consider myself to be one at all, even though a lot of people, oh, you're an influencer. I'm like, no, I'm not. But okay, sure. You can think (laughs) that (laughs) I really don't find myself to be one at all. But they reach out to me or if I say, wow, I've really used this product and I would love to like collaborate with them. If they give me the opportunity, I would love that. That would be like a bucket list for me. That would be phenomenal because I actually use the product. For me, I have to have used it. I have to have experienced it in order for me to share it with everybody on here. I will get like a package or something. And if I haven't tried it, I'm not going to post about it until I have my honest review on it. Mm -hmm. And I posted some stuff that I'm like, it's okay. But the bad stuff you will not see because I don't believe in it and I don't support it. And I told the company, hey, look, this broke just by me doing this. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm sorry, but I really like, I don't mean to be mean, but I'm not going to share something if it's something that people are going to get and buy and spend their money on, for example, or want to back it up without my honest opinion. Right. I have to stay true to myself. There's no way that I'm going to be on here. Oh yeah. I'm positive. Brianna, Brianna runs Disney. <laughs> Look at this. No, that's, that's not me. I am down to the floor 
I promise you, I should have been a person from like Northern, like Massachusetts. I should yes. have been <laughs> that person because I have, and I live like close to Miami. I have nothing fake about me. I cannot, it, it cannot come out of me. And I cannot be like giving you a smile. And then I don't believe in it. Yeah. It, to me, it makes no sense. Anyway. So what are, so what are some I, of the brands that you do work with that you really love? We know you love Dottie for running skirts. Oof. What are some of your other favorites? Girl. I feel like go. you've got some great stuff. These, I could not be more grateful to represent this amazing brand. This is my top brand for sure. Amazing. And they are wraparound headphones. Oh, yeah. For people that can't see here on the podcast. (laughs) They're like this. Go over your ear. And they go by bone conduction. So they don't actually go into your ear canal. They sit right in front of your ear. And you can still, if you have them on listening to music, listening to a podcast, you can still hear your background surroundings. If you're running outside, if you're running Disney, you can still hear a car beeping at you or a person walking behind you, which is extremely safe. And I'm so grateful for these. My mom bought me these first pair about two years ago. And I started using them when I would be running. And I'm like, this is so much better than AirPods. This is so much more comfortable. My gosh, they last up to eight hours. They charge so fast, like within not even 30 minutes, they have a full charge from being dead to a full charge, like max 30 minutes. So like half marathon, marathon, no problem for charge time. No problem at charge time. I absolutely love them. They're waterproof. They're just, everything about them is just awesome. And then they're a sponsor also for Wine and Dine uh, Half Marathon Weekend. Awesome. The major sponsor. So hopefully in three weeks, I'll be there. And I'm excited to like pass by the booth and, and just be there. And I can't wait. So many emotions. But what I love about these the most, say something happens to them. Say your dog is a puppy and started biting them and you didn't realize or they just cracked or it wasn't even your fault and something happened to them, you send them back and they send you a free pair for wow. life. That's amazing. For life. So they take I, good care of good, good care of you on the customer service side as well. Customer service is phenomenal. I love it. I will forever rage about these, no matter if I represent them or not. I will literally go on and on about them. They are phenomenal. And they la- the battery life is insane how long they last. And they're so comfortable. I'm going to have to try a pair of those out because I usually run with AirPods, but I love the idea of them being outside and not actually in your ear. I love that. So they go like right over your ear. This is the most comfortable pair. I will tell you the Aeropex, they are a little bit more expensive than all the other pairs. I will tell you that they have like other ones that are open moves. These, I don't know if you could see them, but they're kind of like more squared Mm -hmm. in a way. And they're not as comfortable, but they're still pretty comfortable and they get the work done. So, and those last six hours and they're actually much cheaper, much more economical versus the Aeropex for sure. Amazing. You have to. So we'll make sure we drop some links down there in the show notes too for peeps that want to check out some Aftershocks. Yeah. And then let me see another brand that I absolutely love is Dottie. I love my Dottie skirts. They make me feel like a freaking princess when I'm 
I love it. So girly and so just like flowy. And I feel like my pictures come out even cuter. That's like the ultimate girly girl skirt that you can have. And they seem to be pretty popular. Run Disney races too. They are pretty popular. Um, I've seen quite a few of them, especially like last year in 2020. I saw a lot at Princess. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, there's quite a few girls wearing them. Okay. Let me see. Probably my favorite skirt has to be the Anna one. Ooh. I love them. And they're just so comfy and I love them. But in regards to brands, I will sometimes reach out to brands and say, I really believe in your products or I really believe in what you're doing. Could we collaborate? The majority of the time, though, I am getting the brand actually reaching out to me, which I don't even know how that works. It completely goes over my head. Uh, <laughs> reached out to me and they were like, we want you to represent us. Please apply. And I was kind of like, huh? How is a company so big like Aftershocks telling me to apply? And then two months later, I didn't think anything of it. I applied and I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to get in. I'm not going to be able to represent them. And then I got accepted for, for this year to represent them. Amazing. And I, I can't tell you, girl. <laughs> it's phenomenal. You're crushing and, it. Yeah. I, I love it. Amazing. I, I, Thank you. So let's so let's wrap up with two quick things. We're gonna do a speed round of favorites, and then we'll talk about a magic moment that you have at Disney World. Okay, you ready? Okay. What is your? And these are gonna be all favorites. Run Disney edition. So, okay. what is your favorite Run Disney race weekend? My favorite Run Disney race weekend before Star Wars, it would definitely be Star Wars, but now no more Star Wars. I would say Marathon Weekend. Marathon Weekend. Okay. Favorite Run Disney medal that you have? My Coast to Coast medal. Amazing. Favorite resort to stay at on a a race weekend? Okay. So I'm going to break this one down. Okay. So for, I'm very... I mean, a lot of people are probably on my same boat just because run Disney is so expensive and I want to be able to do it multiple times a year, like all the races a year. I want to spend the least amount of money on my hotel. Agreed. I don't want urge. I just want a comfortable bed, a shower and a quick place that I'll be able to eat really quick. So I will do. And of course, race weekends are more expensive at Disney. Those dates are always going to be higher. Because Disney knows that those weekends, a lot of people come, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Prices are more up there. So I will always stay most likely at a value resort, which is like the all-star music, uh, sports and movies, or pop century. Very rarely will I stay at Coronado or Caribbean Beach, but I have for race weekends. I just feel like those, like the moderate hotels, such as like Caribbean Beach or Coronado, even Port Orleans, French Quarter, Riverside have also stayed at, forgot to mention. They're more spaced out because the resorts are so big that you can't just really, if you're in the, all the way in the back of the resort to get to the front of like where the food is and like the quick service and the restaurants is so far and you have to walk more. Yep. Kind of like an inconvenience because you're running so much 
And then you also have to walk to the front. It's kind of annoying to me in a way. I like to be more centralized when I'm running just because if I happen to wake up late, I have that extra time to just get out of my room, walk just a teeny bit, and I'm at the front. Yep. So Pop Century and the sports, music, and movies gives you that luxury just because the resort is smaller. Even if you're in the back, you don't walk that much versus something like Old Key West, where I just stayed at last weekend. That is phenomenally huge. That resort is so beautiful and big, but it's like the more moderate and deluxe resort you stay at, the more money you're going to spend and the more walking most likely you'll have to do. And I like just being economical and practical. I mean, I love splurging every once in a while, but for race weekends, because we spend so much money on the bibs, the race merch that you want to get, like, you know, the the pins that you want to get or the jacket or the spear jersey, and then your food for the weekend, your transportation, if you have to fly, like you, I don't have to fly, which is a luxury. But like all the other things that come into the trip, you want to try to minimize your cost as much as you can, especially like for me that I go do every single race weekend. Yeah. So I be just very simple when it comes to that. I totally agree. And I'm, I'm the same way with actually all of my trips. I would much rather stay in a value where I'm not really going to spend that much time in the room. Um, I yeah. just recently got a DVC membership and that's going to be my first like foray into anything other than value resorts really. So it's going to be a whole new world for me. Definitely. You're uh, going to love me. Oh my God. Maggie loves DVC and she stays at all of them. And I'm so jelly because they're so beautiful. I can't wait. Also a quick tip about DVC and yeah. race weekend. Book it a year out. Yes. Book your race weekends a year out, especially with DVC, because a lot of people do the same thing. And then you won't be able to get a DVC room for your trip. Yep. That's going to be like my first 11 month window is going to be princess 2023. I am ready. Oh yeah. Now, so you brought up merch. What's your favorite merch item or collectible item that you get each race weekend? Oh, this is so much fun. So um, recently they've been coming out with spirit jerseys. Mm-hmm. Kind of have to have them all. Love it. I live in South Florida and it's always like 90 degrees here and very humid. I have to have them because they're just, they're so beautiful. Like the yes. designs are amazing. And I definitely have to have the metal, pi- the, the metal pin for mm-hmm. each metal. So I've actually been collecting them and I'm working on a project where Ooh. I'm on a pin board. Oh, we can't wait to see that. That's going to be pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> but I have to get a big enough pin board that extends out or that I'll be able to add on. So I'm kind of like researching of how I can do that right now. Yeah. Or even like getting just like the cork board material, like making your own. So you can kind of like take a frame off and rebuild it kind of as you go. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm looking at too. I love it. All right. How about restaurants? Where do you like to eat before a race and then after a race? Okay. So again, I'm going to go back to being simple and practical. Love it. Okay. (laughs) So for the night before a race, before COVID, I would always be at Magic Kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And I would always eat the chicken parm from Pinocchio's. Oh, okay. So good. You always have to have that pasta before like a long race. Mm-hmm. So I always do my pasta, what whatever type of pasta I can get. Spaghetti, fettuccine, penne, any pasta I'm good with. I love Italian food. That's like my number one thing. Yeah, so good. So after, let me see, I started doing, um, or when I just don't want to be at the park anymore, I will do the hotel pasta. Okay. So what I mean by that is like Pop Century, they have actually chicken parm in their quick service food court. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I realized that last time I was there. They do. And I love that. They have like, sometimes they'll switch it up on us. So they can do like a spaghetti with meatball and I'll have that with some Parmesan cheese on it. Or I will do like a chicken parm or anything really with pasta. And I always have it at the quick service in the hotel or at Pinocchio's, like in Magic Kingdom. I stay away from everything that I don't know how it's going to settle my stomach. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't want to be in the bathroom the night before a half marathon. Yep be dehydrated and be going number two constantly. Yep. So I did, you know, go towards the foods that I know how they're going to settle my stomach. Cause I've had them so many times. And I always tell people, if you don't know how Disney food is going to affect you and you can't be there a couple of days before bring your own food. Great tip. Bring your own food. I bring my own food, my own hydration to race weekends What I mean by that is I bring my own Powerade, I bring my own water, I bring my own breakfast so that I don't have to buy a breakfast snack because really you're, when you're getting ready in the morning, you're not thinking about, oh, I have to eat something. Especially as a type one diabetic, you always have to be eating. (laughs) And I bring like my apples, my caramel, my banana, my fruits, uh, my protein, my peanut butter with bread. I've even brought a toaster into the room. I love that. So I toast my own bread in the room in the morning and I put peanut butter on it and I get it better. Yeah. And that way I don't have to worry about, oh, what if it upsets my stomach? Right. Or what if it just doesn't, you know, you don't want to feel bad race weekend. You want to avoid that at all costs and you want to go with things that you're familiar with. Also, I will have, if I'm staying at Pop Century, I have to have my tie-dye cheesecake. Ooh, I have to. It is a necessity. <laughs> I am there. <laughs> a must have. A must have. And it they serve it not even like in a slice of like a typical like cheesecake, like that triangle. They will serve it in like a little cup. So it's not even like that big of a size. It's kind of enough for maybe even, you know, a person or two, even if you want to split it. And it is so good. Never had that either. I'm going to have to add that to my list. Have to try it. Tie-dye cheesecake at Pop Century. I love it. So how about what do you eat after a race? Let's say you finished your last race of the weekend. What's like your meal, your go-to meal? My go-to meal, because I'm always at Magic Kingdom after a race, because I always like to take pictures there. I have to have my fruit waffle from Sleepy Hollow. Ooh, the big like Nutella waffle. I have to. Um, and that thing I feel is like huge. It is huge. I don't know how, but I managed to finish it every single time. 
Because you're, you're like prepared, you're ready to eat it, and your body knows. I'm literally like, okay, it's huge, but I'm so hungry and I work so hard for this. Yep, I love it. Um, what's your favorite way to celebrate after a race? The way I love to celebrate is going definitely, and again, I'm going to go back to just being very simple. I'm not like, foofy and bougie and out there and oh I have to eat here and I have to have this I have to have my castle meadow picture yes Uh, just a picture of me in front of the castle with my medals on I'm good I love like that's just to celebrate just to commemorate it's like something I started like way back in the day like I think I started that my second run Disney race so I have all those pictures and it's just cool to see, like, throughout the time, like, how much I've changed. Yeah, like, like, your progression over time. How many races. Like, it's just awesome. I love it. Amazing. I, and last question. What yeah. is your favorite magic moment from Walt Disney World? Could be run Disney specific or it could just be as a guest at Walt Disney World. What's your favorite magic moment you've experienced? <sighs> this is hard, but I'm going to have to say... It's a run Disney moment. Okay. Oh my God, I might cry. Okay. I was running my first marathon, 2019. And my mom and my son were there because, you know, it was my first marathon and my mom was freaked out. My mom's like, I can't believe you're doing this. This is insane. Like, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. Even like the night before, she's like trying to convince me to not do it. Oh my gosh. And I'll never forget. She goes... What she texts me while I'm running the marathon and she goes, what mile are you on? I'm like, oh, I think I'm on, you know, coming up to the half marathon point. Like I'm halfway there. She goes, I'm right outside of Animal Kingdom waiting for you with AJ, my son. And all of a sudden, like it was like it was like a Kodak moment. I look up for my watch and she's there with a sign and with my son next to her. Oh, I just start crying (laughs) and it was right in front of animal kingdom and they had the Christmas tree up and she was right in front of the tree and I just lost it. And I stopped to the side and we took pictures. Thank God I had sunglasses on because not you would see eyes. (laughs) It was such a moment that I will forever remember at that halfway mark, seeing my mom and seeing my son just there that gave me the energy to run the other half of the full. It was awesome. Oh, I love that. So awesome. So, so amazing. Well, Brianna, thank you so, so much for coming on and doing the episode today. We'll make sure we drop your handle down in the show notes so that everybody can go follow you. I can't tell everyone listening enough. Brianna is so fun to follow on Instagram from, like we were just talking about like positive motivation and inspiration to just run Disney. She's I'm sure going to have all sorts of fun content for wine and dine weekend. So we can all have FOMO together if we're not going to be there. Uh, but I can't wait to see a princess weekend. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. I could cry and I get, I cry so much. I think we're all going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Just from being happy. I can't wait. I love it. So after a year and a half of not being able to do any races, those finish lines are going to be a hot mess. I think everyone's just going to be crying and just hugging and ready to go for the next one. Oh, yeah. We're all going to lose it. (laughs) 
It's going to be perfect. For sure. And I can't wait. Yes. I hope you all enjoyed our episode today with Brianna. Make sure you follow her at Brianna Runs Disney. We'll make sure to drop her handle in the show notes. And make sure to wish all of the runners hitting any of our Run Disney race weekends this upcoming season good luck. You're all going to crush it. Can't wait to see you out on Princess Weekend. And if anyone has questions about Run Disney or the races or any of the race weekends, send me a DM on Instagram at livingthekglife, and we will definitely make sure you have all your questions answered. I'll hook you up with some really great people to chat with like Brianna, and hopefully we'll see you out on the course. Thanks for hanging out today. Stick around for our next episode. It's going to be great. <laughs>